0: There's probably nothing that says summer quite like this. Yep, it's the season when these ice cream cart bells ring out in Chicago sidewalks, parks, and beaches. It's Curious City digital and engagement producer Maggie Civet. And a few years ago, we answered a question from then-seventh-grader Samuel Osorio. He wanted to know more about what it's like to get a job selling the Mexican popsicles known as paletas. So reporter Catalina Maria Johnson spent some time with a palatero named Victor Cruz, although he was affectionately known as Don Victor. Catalina even accompanied him on one of his regular routes. Recently, she learned that Don Victor passed away from COVID. His daughter, Erica Mahoney, would often meet up with her dad at a festival or some event at the park while he was selling his frozen treats. She remembers how much he loved his work.
1: super genial. Um, my, papa my dad was really easygoing. And, he was and, really cool.
0: And she said her dad had a desire to provide the best possible customer service to his clients. Like, he'd always make sure to give people extra napkins, she says.
2: I remember him saying, you have to give clients the very best. And he'd give out, like, 20 napkins.
0: <laughs> and being a paletero made Don Victor a very popular grandpa. He would push his cart to his grandchild's summer camp every day and give him a free paleta.
1: He'd come home and say, my friends all say, I'm so lucky I have free ice cream for life. Your grandpa is a paletero. (laughs) It's a beautiful story (laughs) and a memory of my dad.
0: So today, we're going to revisit our story about the time spent with Don Victor and the lessons he shared about what it takes to be a successful paletero. That's coming up.
3: So I'm going to lay out what you need to know if you're going to be a paletero. But here's the spoiler. This is so-called less skilled work, but doing it well takes lots of strategy and savvy. I'm at a small ice cream shop on Clark Street in the Rogers Park neighborhood. It's called La Polar, and it's a good place to learn the first lesson, the business relationship. The paleteros are here, loading both push carts and bike carts. The carts can weigh over 200 pounds once they're full of paletas, ice cream bars, and other frozen treats.
0: My second home. <laughs>
3: Paola Garcia is the daughter of the store owners. She says La Polar loans both the carts and the treats. There's no hourly wage. Both the store and the paleteros keep a cut of paleta sales. Do they have a choice or do you usually count on a certain number coming every day? Oh no, they get
2: to work whatever days they want to work and from whatever time to whatever time they want to work. <laughs> Basically, they're their own bosses. <laughs>
3: paleteros usually have other jobs and sell frozen treats in the summer to make extra money. They find the work through recommendations. La Polar works with quite a few Middle Eastern as well as Latino paleteros, men like Don Victor Cruz. Don Victor is from Bucaramanga, Colombia, and he's 65. He's been selling with Polar for five years, and he's willing to be our guide and share other lessons about being a paletero. For example, he says it involves exercise. He's lost more than 20 pounds pushing his paleta cart. He says he has arthritis, and walking keeps him
4: flexible.
3: Don Víctor shares another secret. There is an art to loading carts. You have to choose just the right number of popular flavors, like coco, nuez, and mango, coconut, pecan, and mango and you have to organize the cart to find flavors quickly. People don't want to wait too long. Another trick. He says to be careful with delicate treats. You don't want them smushed. The carts use dry ice, so if you're not careful, you can burn your hands and arms. Here's another work hazard. Paleteros carry cash, so they sometimes get mugged. It's happened to Don Victor, so he has a large stick bungeed to his cart. Don Victor's push cart is loaded, the tires get air, and he hits the street. It's no casual stroll. Don Victor says a good paletero strategizes a route and becomes very familiar with activities in a neighborhood. He plans for soccer games, concerts, and parades, and he tracks schedules for Spanish language church services. Don Victor checks a flyer from his pocket and rushes to a fair at San Jeronimo Church. There's a bunch of kids lining up for a sidewalk race. The church fair has lots of activities for kids, and he hopes for some sales. He even offers free paletas to the winners. But the moms are in no mood to buy frozen treats no sales here, so Don Victor moves on to another street. There, a cable truck driver waves him down.
1: Let me pull over. Let me get the street.
3: Here's something you might not know about paleteros if you've only bought the occasional treat. The job involves scouting for repeat customers. Don Victor picks this street precisely because he encounters the same construction crews and Ray, the cable guy. What kind were you looking for?
4: I usually get chocolate, but t- today I'm going to try something a little more fruity. What? <laughs> paleta? Uh, I'll take the strawberry. Paleta, car. Coco, mango, fresa. Oh, yeah, you got these now. I'll take, give me the uh, strawberry eclair. I'll take that one.
3: Don Victor grins. It's his first sail today. He rolls up to a long stretch of beach, and I get another lesson. He greets an ice cream vendor from another company, but maintains a healthy distance. There are unspoken rules about territory, and it's important for paleteros to respect each other's space. Don Victor moves up the beach but keeps running into people who bought the other vendors' treats. He's now been on the road for two hours, but sold only one ice cream. At the end of the day, maybe after nine hours' work, he'll return to La Polar and settle up based on what he sold. He's vague about what he makes, but he says on most days, he sells about 30 paletas. According to my math, that comes out to about $30 a day, or maybe more, depending on how the day goes. Don Victor stops to sit on a stone bench. After a minute, he offers some advice to our questioner, Samuel Osorio. This is about patience, he says. More than anything, to sell ice cream from a rolling cart, you have to be patient and there's one last hazard of the job. Don Victor says long after he's home, he still hears the bells, and he even dreams about their sound.
4: <laughs> claro.
3: There's an update to this story. After Don Victor passed away last year, his daughter Erica found a notebook where he would write his musings and reflections, like the one he offered our questioner, Sam Osorio. One particular phrase there caught her eye. Español, it es, said,
1: Vivir es una oportunidad. No dejes que se te pase sin saber a que has venido. Y en inglés es, living is an opportunity, don't let it pass you by without knowing where you come for. So Profundo.
3: So on Father's Day this year, Erica decided to paint a mural of her dad with his paleta pushcart. And that phrase is on the mural. You can see it on the Loyola Beach seawall in Rogers Park. It even has a QR code stenciled on it that leads to our story. That phrase is also engraved. On his tombstone.
1: Como que donde vayas deja una huella, deja algo.
3: Erica says her dad would always say, Leave a mark where you go. May they always remember you for something good.
1: Erica's family's loss due to
4: COVID
0: is, sadly, all too common in the Latino community. According to a recent Pew Research Center report looking at the personal impact COVID has had on Latinos in the U.S., more than half say they either know someone who has been hospitalized or died from the coronavirus. That same report says that nearly half of Latinos say that someone in their household has lost a job or taken a pay cut. And we learned that Palatería Oso Polar, where Don Victor rented his pushcart, closed its doors during the pandemic. but we've got an update of our own. That's after the break.
2: Hey, it's Curious City editor Alexandra Solomon. And if you listen to this podcast, then there's no doubt you are familiar with this voice. Welcome, everybody, to the apocalypse. Woo! Um, this may be my last event and yours for a while, but let's have fun. Yep. That's Curiosity reporter Monica Ang, and we have some news about Monica. Monica is headed off to do some new things. You'll still hear from her in some upcoming episodes, but this is her last official week with us. And so we wanted to just take a few minutes to say thanks and to remember all of the amazing work she's done.
5: Hey, Monica, it's Sean Ali, your former editor and your former supervisor at the Curious City team.
0: Hey, this is Curious City digital and engagement producer Maggie Sivit.
6: Hey, Monica, it's Joe Dassault. This is WBEZ's Jason Mark, and pretty soon I'm going to be moving over from Reset to join the Curious City team without Monica? What?
5: Hey, Monica, it's Kat. Hey Monica, this is John Facile. Hey Monica, it's Mark Filipino, the former Curious City intern.
3: Hey, this is Sophia, and I'm Curious City's multimedia intern.
6: Hey Monica, it's Jesse. I hope you'll have me on as a guest, whatever this thing is. Uh, I can talk about cordials, cocktails, baseball, um, home renovation, auto repair. I don't know, whatever you need me for.
2: What can I say? I'm going to really miss your sense of humor, your desire to bring joy in every story that you do, your tenaciousness.
5: You just were tenacious. This old school reporter from the
6: golden days. I will miss hearing you badger uh, various PR flacks in the city politely but firmly and not taking their weak denials and stonewalling. And when it comes to finding a story, getting that story, turning that story into something fantastic for you, for me, she's just absolutely
4: tireless and what we call a prose pro. She's in- incredible encyclopedia. And it's no wonder because Monica delights in her job, which is to know, like, everything about everything.
5: She's kind of awesome at a lot of stuff.
4: Monica
2: is pretty irreplaceable. She puts the public at the center of everything she does.
5: Everything from writing online articles to live events to audio features.
2: Your love of the city and your desire to see it. Become a Better Place has been inspiring.
5: I want to give people an example of the perfect fit for Curious City, and only Monica Ng could have done.
2: What you're about to hear is not for the squeamish.
5: Little Eddie's trip to the stockyards. This is an elderly Chicagoan's reminiscence of going to the stockyards on a school trip way back in the day.
3: And, uh, we went on this catwalk. Now imagine riding over the stock pens that were filled with cattle looking down at this just herd of of animals they explained to us what we were going to see and if anyone was faint of heart they could uh, stay behind and down below us the cows were being led in through a chute a chain was whipped around the back legs of the cows they were hoisted up into the air Someone came along with a huge wooden... From there, we went to have lunch. It was uh, quite an event. Most of the kids didn't even want to touch their bag of lunches.
5: And I think as you rightly point out in the story that um, this would not have happened in the modern era, basically sending grade school kids to the uh, killing floor (laughs) of a stockyard. And it rolled up all of your heart, your brain and your soul into your extensive food reporting, but also history, which is kind of like a thing for Curious City. And um, it's a gem. It's just like a gem that will stand out for a very long time.
1: Wow, it's been such a journey. I mean, we were first paired together when WBZ was just getting its feet wet in podcasting and you were doing your incredible food show, Chewing the Fat, which, by the way, is still out there and it's now called Chewing. And I'm just so glad we got a chance to work together again on food and non-food stories before you left.
3: All of your food stories is what actually got me hooked onto Curious City and that all led me to applying for this internship.
1: I always think about the Chicago hot dog story before I bite into a hot dog, and I'll always remember the gym shoe.
3: Holy moly!
2: I feel like I could lift weights with this thing. My biceps are gonna get so strong. That's a lot of food.
5: You know, who knew there was something out there called a gym shoe that you could actually eat?
2: You could feed a whole family with this one king-size gym shoe.
5: a sandwich I'll never eat again, but I'm glad I know it
1: exists.
2: We're just doing a little radio piece about the gym shoe. Do you guys ever eat the gym shoe?
1: No.
0: Uh, Maybe one day we can work on a doc series about
3: Chicago-invented foods.
6: Hopefully I can still text you for restaurant recommendations and get a response within a couple minutes.
0: I have so many favorite memories with you, but here are some that stick out. The time we were reporting the Who's Your Chinaman story and Diane Shapiro lifted her leg above her head in the middle of our interview— Uh, Waking up at the crack of dawn to have breakfast with Polish senior citizens.
1: Thanks for all your help with my stories. And I'll always remember Monica as cool, calm, collected. The first person who helped me win a radio award going from studio to studio with a P-pop filter tied around her neck.
4: And the list could just go on and on. We still follow each other on Instagram. And when I posted a photo of my daughter's um, first birthday party, which was a traditional Korean birthday party, she commented, what did she pick up? The Morants, which is a recording device that we use in radio. And I was like, how did she know? How did she know that... Part of this ceremony is that the baby will be drawn to an item that you put on this table, and then the item that they pick will determine their future. She picked a toothbrush, by the way, so she's going to be a dentist.
0: Monica, we are going to miss you so much. You are an amazing reporter advocate, and all-around wonderful human being.
3: So I'm really glad that I got to meet you before you leave, and good luck with everything that comes next.
4: I wish Monica all the luck on her future endeavors, and whoever gets her is going to be incredibly lucky.
5: Seriously, best of luck on your next adventure. Good luck. Take care. Best to you and your rabbits.
6: You've been a great colleague. I'm so happy to know you. You embody Chicago uh, and, you know, hope the rabbits are happy about this important change in your life, too. Mon, I'm really happy that you found something that's calling you for your next adventure, but I'm really going to miss you.
1: You are an inspiration in every possible way as a professional, a colleague, a parent, a human. Thank you for your friendship and best of luck to you, Monica.
0: As a young Asian American journalist, I seriously feel like I won the lottery um, to have had you as my role model and mentor these past few years.
5: Thanks so much for all your hard work on Curious City, Monica. We're going to miss you and um, all of WBEZ will as well. Take care. I
2: hope this is not the end to our collaborations. You just tell me when and I'll be there. Monica, good luck. We're going to miss you. Thanks for being such a great colleague and for all your amazing stories.
1: Hey, Monica. This is Stephen Jackson, Erstwhile Curious City producer. I guess we're both Erstwhile Curious City people now. There's a lot that I could say about your imminent departure, but I won't because I wrote a song instead. So here it is. Monica Aang, this is insane. Leaving be easy for things Monica Ang why must you leave? Where will you go? And what do you eat? Oh Monica Ang seeing you leave is a terrible shame but you gotta go you got things to do Monica Ang will miss you Curious mind Works all the time All of your questions demystified She can break breaking news Or bake a baguette There's nothing she can't do That we have seen yet Oh, Monica Aang. Seeing you leave is a terrible shame gotta go. You got things to do. Monica Aang will miss you. Monica Aang will miss you.
0: Curie City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. The show is produced by Joe Dessau and edited by Alexandra Solomon. Monica Ng is our intrepid reporter, and Sophia Lowe is our intern. I'm Maggie Civet, Curious City's digital and engagement producer. Thanks for listening.
3: Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program, at wbez.org slash curious.
1: Thank you.